as entrepreneurs, we all want to build great organizations that make a difference. But there's some challenges. We've got to get everyone around us, our whole team, fully engaged. I'm John Bowen at AES Nation, and I have a remarkable entrepreneur who's going to show us step-by-step how to do it. He's a best-selling author. He's a fellow financial wealth management guy that uh, really has made his focus showing entrepreneurs how to be fully engaged. He's helped me, and he's here to help you. Stay tuned. You want amazing, remarkable, exceptional breakthroughs. Dig deep. Think bold. Drive hard. Watch yourself soar beyond your dreams. AESNation.com Stefan Wiesenbach, uh, I am so excited to have you here. You and I have been hanging out for many years together with some great mastermind groups and you've been helping me personally on a number of fronts of my team and to finally have you on AES Nation is fantastic. Oh, thank you for the invitation. Well, Stefan, you, know, you are working with our organization as well as some of our good friends at Strategic Coach, uh, Dan Sullivan's organization, on helping entrepreneurs really be engaged. And, and you, you're doing it uh, in a really thoughtful research base, uh, which I love. But before we go into that, because I, I want you to dive into that, so everybody who's on this podcast, whether they're on video or on uh, the audio podcast, can really learn how they can get their organization engaged to build that organization of their dreams. I mean, all of us are capable of that. And, and there's nobody that's an entrepreneur out there that can't make it even better. But Stefan, tell me this progression. You know, you've been a serial entrepreneur, bestseller, author. You know, give me a little bit of background so that you know, everybody knows where you're coming from on these recommendations. Sure. Now, um, as, as you alluded to earlier, I started my um, working career as a financial advisor, and I very quickly realized that um, in working with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, um, every single person that I met wanted to be a pos- in a position where one day work was optional. And I didn't mean they want to stop work. It just meant they would have the choice. Um, and we all want that choice. What I also noticed back then was it was remarkable that um, most of the entrepreneurs we were dealing with had no idea what that actually meant. Um, uh, and the crazy thing was that they had a written plan for their business, that so they wouldn't have dreamed of running their business without a business plan, but they didn't, the only written plan they had for themselves was a written plan for when they were dead. So back then I developed uh, a unique structure. I'm passionate about the power of structure. I think businesses and entrepreneurs um, all achieve so much more when we have uh, a robust structure and framework. And I came up with the uh, concept of the magic number, the amount of wealth that someone needs so work is optional. And we built a website helping people all over the world to discover their magic numbers. So, you know, a, a pretty cool structure. And then um, we evolved that um, uh, and built it further to help people all over the world set and achieve their goals. And we set a website up called magicfuture.com. And uh, in the work that I do in the private consulting with organizations, helping them to um, build what I call an engaged organization, uh, which is very much aligned with Dan Sullivan's self-managing company. You can't have a self-managing company unless you have an engaged organization. Um, I have evolved uh, our offering. We were taking Magic Future into businesses all over the world and helping business owners to give their staff a benefit that would not require them to die, retire, 
or fall sick in order to get a benefit. Uh, and that was Magic Future. That was helping their staff to set and achieve goals. And that evolved into another structure, which is the engagement multiplier platform, where um, we now have a, an online platform that helps uh, any business anywhere in the world um, improve um, the levels of engagement within their organization and turn it from being a top-down driven approach to being a, a bottom-up approach that, that, that really, really works. But I guess my takeaway for the, the key takeaway here in terms of the success that I've had as an entrepreneur for the listeners is, is the power of structure and having some form of a framework or structure that, that helps um, you to do what you need to do. And I've just done it with Engagement Multiplier and Magic Future and uh, magic number, but my question to the, to the to the listeners would be, you know, what problems are they currently uncovering that could be solved with a structure, and what elements of their business could they perhaps take online and scale um, globally if they had a structure, um, and what structures could they provide to their customers to help make their customers' decisions easy? And we're we're doing it in the engagement space, helping entrepreneurs to build engaged organisations, but it translates. It's a it's a perfectly transferable insight. For any entrepreneur in any space. Well, and this is why you and I totally agree, Stefan. You know, the what what happens? You know, we're both financial people. We come. We have a passion for numbers. We want to measure success, and we're also big on processes and systems. And once you start putting those together, it's amazing what you can do. And I, I always think of it as this process of nail and scale. You know, you nail the client experience, whether you're selling widgets or you're, you're doing a professional services. And once you have that and you measure that, then you can scale it up. And what I love about the work that you're doing now, Stefan, is that this whole idea of really measuring the organization. Uh, in a meeting you and I were at recently, Dan shared the uh, his measurements of his company. And I, Dan was very quick to point out, nobody's perfect and we're all at different levels um i jumped at the chance and you know I, i've got your your team is working with my team and we're doing that measurement and i'm and i have a virtual company i don't have the traditional employees and and everybody's an independent contractor but it's a pretty large organization across multiple companies and you know what we see is this measure of engagement and what i, I want to do is i want to dive into um what an engaged organization looks like, and then what are the key drivers of success, uh, Stefan, that you're measuring so that everybody that's on the podcast video or uh, virtual or audio will go ahead and really be able to take these lessons and start thinking about how could they pull together. And then we're going to make a bunch of resources available at the end, and you can always go get the transcript that AESNation.com, the show notes, and all the links that Stefan and I talk about. But Stefan, first of all, let's describe what an engage. You know, why do I want an engaged uh, organization? I mean, it used to be. I, I know I, I kind of thought of this in my young days of starting businesses. That you know, I, I write somebody a check. I don't care if they like it or not. I'm buying behavior, and they're going to go do something. And I've learned that's not enough anymore. So how do I get people? You know, I mean, what is an engaged organization first? Yeah, so great question. I'd, I'd like to cover that. I'd also like to talk about measurement because I think that's a, a very valid point. So, um, yeah, an engaged organization, uh, I mean, I, I hope there's not too many management consultants listening because I don't want to upset them. But I, I, have this, um, I have this approach to simplifying the complex. And um, you know, a lot of management consultants will come into your business and charge you 
tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars to borrow your watch and tell you the time. And I absolutely believe that um, the answers to an engaged organization lay within the very org or lie within the very organization itself that's, that wants to become more engaged. It, it, they lay with, the answers lie within the team members that, that want to become more engaged. And um, the problem is that businesses just don't have a structure to unlock that. And, and I think whilst engagements become um, really popular in recent years, and I, I have here in front of me uh, the Gallup State of the Nation American Workforce 2013 report, which if I dropped it on my foot, it would hurt. And it's just full of stats. I mean, it's just full of incredible statistics about um, what an engaged organization means in terms of um, much higher profits, um, you know, reduced staff turnover, a happier place to work. And, and, and it, anyone that's interested in understanding more about engagement just has to Google that. And, uh, you know, the facts are overwhelming. So I'm not going to sit here and just quote lots of stats at you now. Um, but what I find that most, most engagement programs make it unnecessarily complicated. Um, and they tend to also start with focusing really in many cases on how do we get our customers more engaged? And it's absolutely the wrong end of the spectrum to focus. In, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, the first thing you have to focus on is having an engaged vision. You need something that everyone can get behind. You need something that a new member of staff joining on day one would want to go home and sit around the dinner table and talk about that to, the, to, to, the, to their friends and loved ones, this, and they could articulate it clearly. And it doesn't run to lots of pages, and it doesn't make sense to only people in that space. It, it connects. And then from engaged vision, you need, an engage, you need engaged owners. Um, um, uh, let's and, stop here, Stefan. I want to talk about each of these, because, I mean, they're so important. And you know, when I, I think of engaged vision, I mean, so many of us have written visions and mission plans and this and you know, as entrepreneurs, particularly, we write them and we put them away and, or, or better yet, we hang them up in the lobby. And, you know, what we're, we're talking about here and it, is that, you know, our job as entrepreneurs is to inspire people to action. And if we're not clear on where we want to send them, then, boy, we, we don't harness their full energy. And what I like, Stefan, I mean, what you recognize in this is how important it is to provide that clear direction. And, and that, so that's the first one. You know, we've, we, we, and, and what I, I like, and this is one of the things that, you know, I, I, I mean, the, the research that Stefan's doing on this is what we think <laughs> as entrepreneurs is not it. Uh, you know, we can have tremendous clarity of purpose and vision and so on. It's what our team has. And, you know, ask yourself, you know, where are you in that matrix and, you know, both in direction and, you know, the vision and clarity of purpose and how connected they are with it and feel. Okay, but let's say we got that. Where do we go next? So, um, well, there's five key areas in an engaged organization. As we said, there's the vision, the entrepreneurs or owners, the leaders, the employees, and then the customers. And if you focus on the first four, so you focus on getting vision right, make sure that the entrepreneurs are engaged, make sure that the leaders are engaged and the team are engaged, the customers tend to by default almost become engaged because that engagement dissipates out from the organization because all the employees are connected to the vision, everyone has clarity on where the business is heading, there's interaction with leadership, which is positive. Everyone gets the chance to have their voice heard. And the business is constantly learning and growing. But the, but the key takeaway, I think, is, is measurement, right? So Dan, 
always tells us that what, get me- what gets measured gets done, and what gets measured and reported improves exponentially. And one of the key um, value drivers behind our engagement um, model is that each organization has a score. And um, you spoke earlier about you would have a view of your score based on your view of those five categories, but your team members might think differently. Well, that's a pretty valuable insight to understand how your view of the vision differs to the team's vision of uh, the team's um, version of the vision or their score on the vision. Well, so and the it, measurement's key. Well, let's talk about that, Steph. And, uh, you know, yeah. think about, you know, the engaged entrepreneur. I mean, the, the reality is, you know, many of us think of ourselves as visionary leaders. Um, I know in my first business I started, I was clear. I'm in Silicon Valley. Everybody has to be a visionary leader. The reality is, I'm not sure I really was. As a matter of fact, I know I wasn't. And what's important is not so much that I believe that, but the rest of the team. And, and knowing that, you know, so that, you know, as you're saying, you measure that, then all of a sudden what happens is there's a real opportunity to make mid-course corrections. But you want to really provide that. And if you know that, then geez, the ability to you know, caucus and you know, work with them to make sure they understand the vision and then provide that leadership. Or if you're not the right one to get the training or if you're not, you shouldn't do it, to go and bring in leadership, professional management to help you. So, I mean, that, you know, when yeah. I, I just see so many ways to improve based on this kind of, you know, if you can get those first four right, the five hits, and measure it as well. Yeah, and I think the important thing here is everyone's measuring the same way, okay? So that's where the scorecard is, is breakthrough because um, it, 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 and we're going to give everyone here uh, that's listening to this access to the scorecard and the website. So uh, you, you, can, you can get access to the scorecard to see very easily um, there's four categories on it, run, running through from dysfunctional to fragmented to successful to engaged. And if you take vision, for example, you know, there's four descriptions there. So everyone in the organization gets to score based on the same framework. Um, so you're not you're you're, you're removing any um, uh, subjectivity and making it much more objective. And it's the individual's view. So if we take entrepreneur, you know, what's uh, an engaged entrepreneur? Well, uh, um, this should resonate with a lot of people listening to this. An engaged entrepreneur is um, entrepreneurs is visionary leadership. Um, entrepreneurs have a written plan for engaged futures, a big vision they're passionate about in both their personal and business lives. They're fulfilling their own potential, embracing change and innovation, mm-hmm. and they're on a forward trajectory. Um, they share their inspiration and motivation, and they're genuinely concerned about their employees, actively seeking to engage managers, leaders, and team members who align to create an engaged culture. They celebrate success with their team and they create an open culture of communication that's rich in feedback and recognition. And they're passionate about the power of engagement. So now, you know, that's in the engaged section of the scorecard and um, you could score a 10 or 11 or a 12 there. Um, And you might think of yourself as an 11. um, And it would be interesting to see whether your leaders think that you're an 11 and whether your employees think you're an 11 and knowing that is incredibly valuable because you can see instantly where the gaps are. You don't need someone to come in and borrow your watch to tell you the time. You just need to understand how the views of engagement differ from across the organization. And the actions that you need to take next are really clear. And 
So just to, just to talk about that, a lot of people try and do too much too soon. We believe in playing a game you can win and only doing a little and often rather than big but seldom. And that's why we recommend that you measure engagement every 90 days. Our, our program it only takes, takes less than 10 minutes every quarter. And the goal becomes moving the score up a little bit each quarter, um, which everyone can resonate with and, and connect with in the organization because there's the one score that you can focus on moving. That's where the, what gets measured gets done and what gets measured and reported improves exponentially is very, very important. People won't continue to participate in engagement surveys or scoring engagement if you are not courteous in giving them the feedback for their efforts and then thanking them for those and then ha having them actively participate in improving the score. Yeah, what I, I like Stefan a lot and you know whether you use this type of tool or another tool, what, what is so valuable is getting the rest of the group. You know, as entrepreneurs, a lot of times, you know, it's our responsibility to do all the leadership, to accelerate all the success and everything else. And the reality is you have a great team or if you don't have a great team, you got to get a great team. And as you put that team together, what happens is you want it to be their responsibility as well as yours to be fully engaged. Well, the challenge is, you know, if we don't have measurements, we don't create definitions of what that means. Because Stefan, why don't you hold up the card so everybody can see, you know, well, well on the AESNation.com you can go to and you'll be able to download this. And this, this provides some great insights. Uh, let me just flash in. Why don't you flat, flip it over to the other side too? Because I think- So that's the simple headings. And then this, this here, we have the detailed headings for, um, there we go. Yeah, and so the, 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 the reason, that's great, Stefan. The reason why I like it so much is that what you've done is organize what you talked about, the consultants who are telling us time uh, by borrowing the watch. What, what we have is we have really a situation where they're going ahead and now you've given the framework so that they can execute. And this is you know, so important because if we look at the engaged uh, leaders, I, I feel like I'm really blessed. I've got a great team. They're, they're very, in my mind, very engaged. I'm looking to see what the scores come up, but they're very engaged. And what's been really freeing, Stefan, is they are the leaders are focused on growth. They want to create a bigger pie. They want to deliver the great experience. You know, we're getting super ideas on a regular basis from there, where in past businesses, a lot of times I had to do it. I felt like I was doing everything. And, and boy, what a freeing when you get that self-managed, fully engaged organization. Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, engaged leaders, uh, our definition is that they're achievement integrators. Okay, they're passionate about the organization's goals, uh, developing and expanding their own powerful engaged futures, uh, integrating those of the owners with those of other team members. They break down barriers. They put people first um, by getting to know them. Uh, they feel connected to the entrepreneur and empowered to proactively translate vision into action. You know, they engage in effective regular communication and feedback with team members, as well as conduct quarterly engaged reviews, engaged hiring and induction programs. Yeah, I mean, think, you know, so who would, I, I'm, as fellow entrepreneurs, who among us doesn't want that? I mean, that's, that's, that's what we want is, you know, we want leaders and then team members to be fully engaged. 
to accomplish this. And, you know, Stefan, what happens when, you know, as a company progressively moves more in that engagement? Because, you know, you've been a very successful entrepreneur. You know, you've, I'm, I don't know if you ever had dysfunctional teams. I've been part of a dysfunctional team. I've been part of high-performing teams. And it's, it's just such a difference. I mean, you know, what can the entrepreneur, as they move progressively through that engagement, you know, the, this matrix that you've created, uh, that engagement multiplier, how, what can they see, you know, what are the changes? Because, I mean, a lot of times when we get numbers, you know, numbers alone aren't that exciting. It's the results that are going to make the huge difference. And I think um, engagement has to start with the entrepreneur, okay? It has to start with the business owner. Um, and, um, but you very quickly as an entrepreneur, you want to shift that from it being a top-down driven process to being a bottom-up driven process. Um, otherwise, you'll never truly have an engaged organization because you're going to have to be the one that's constantly providing the direction and pushing, pushing, pushing. What you want is to translate the... Uh, the engagement game from, which is why there's a score, from being effectively a top-down driven approach to, to bottom-up. And, and, and the, way that, the way that we do that is by um, surveying the organization every 90 days, confidentially and anonymously, um, encouraging you to share the score and sharing the top insights. And there's a couple of questions that we ask that any organization can ask, um, and these are worth making a note of. Um, we provide the scorecard because it provides a uniform structure. Okay, it's not contrived; it's just very clear. And in the same way as Dan says, you know, you need to do an impact filter. That's one of Dan's fabulous tools. That you know, you define the successful outcome before you go into something. But this this scorecard does exactly the same. It has a range of sort of levels, but it absolutely defines a successful outcome, which gives people the context they need to understand where they sit in relation to that. And the two questions that once they've completed the scorecard, we ask them are, what two actions could you take to improve engagement at XYZ that are not dependent on leadership involvement? Now, for something not to be dependent on leadership involvement, it normally doesn't have to take much time or cost a lot of money. Otherwise, it probably should be um, involving leadership. Stefan, you got, when um, you said I, this to me before, I go, this is it. Why would I, it doesn't cost much money doesn't take much time and great execution will get great results. I mean, and you know, you don't have to think about it as a leader. I mean, this is what we're all uh, dreaming absolutely. of. And, 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 and the, we ask for two things. So if, if, if you were working for my organization or in my organization, I'd be asking you for what two things can John Bowen do? Um, would you, and you would self-select those. And then underneath it says what one thing could leadership do that would improve engagement. So there's this like two for one deal, which gets people thinking that, you know, it's, it's Joe Polish's great. You have to first of all give before you receive. And it's, it gets people into the mindset of what actions can they personally take. Uh, and we encourage um, you to empower your team members to go and execute those two actions that are not dependent on leadership involvement and celebrate the successes of those. When people come forward and say, yeah, they did this, this, and this, and it works, really trumpet those successes and celebrate those successes and create a culture where you're actively encouraging the team members 
to take more of the initiative and have their voice heard. I mean, that's another very important thing. You have to, and one of the things that a, 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 a confidential anonymous survey does is it allows everyone to have a voice. And as Dan Sullivan says, you know, his most junior member of staff carries one vote. He carries one vote. It's the same vote, okay? And you're getting to see it across the whole organization, which is, uh, which is important. Well, and I, I just had a senior team, or not a senior, a, t a project team meeting just before our call, Stefan. And, and what I, I love is, you know, one of the uh, not real senior guys uh, came up with something that will probably save 50000 a year, okay? And he was just, he, he, he thought over the holidays and he just said, you know, this is something I, I want to make sure. And, you know, how could you not love somebody like this? And, you know, and what I like, you know, what you're doing, so many of us as entrepreneurs, we leave it to chance. Even if we're a visionary leader, they're all, you know, engaged, they understand where we're going. If we don't really allow them this flexibility to make suggestions and let them know that they've been heard, and even more importantly, the really good ideas that, you know, we can execute on, you know, without time and a lot, a lot of time and money, boy, we're missing a big opportunity as entrepreneurs. Absolutely. And hope is never a strategy, is it? So that's where having a structure is really important. Well, let's, let's go. I've got a little bit of a structure here. Let's go to the next uh, segment. And it's the book of the day. Stefan. You know, um, your fellow entrepreneurs, I mean, you're, you are, I know you're well-read because you fly over the pond many times. We get together, I haven't gotten together with you in the UK where you're based, but you're all over the world doing great things. Um, what would you recommend to your fellow entrepreneurs as a book that they should uh, read? Yeah, um, this is so easy because it's just the best book I've ever read. And I suspect most people on this um, podcast will uh, recommend any number of the brilliant business books that are out there. Uh, this is a bit of a different twist. Um, it's a book called Shantaram by Gregory David Roberts. And um, uh, I have a copy of it here. And uh, let me just read you this, because um, uh, it has so many entrepreneurial uh, connections. So uh, in the early 1980s, Gregory David Roberts, an, an armed robber and heroin addict, escaped from an Australian prison to India where he lived in a Bombay slum. There he established a free health clinic and joined the Mafia, worked as a money launderer, a forger, and a street soldier. He found time to learn Hindi and Marathi, fell in love, and spent time being worked over in an Indian jail. Then, just in case anyone thought he was slacking, he acted in Bollywood, fought with the Mujahideen in Afghanistan, and he wrote Shantaram, this book, three times before prison guards trashed the first two versions. It's a profound tribute to his willpower, um, and it's referred to as a high-kicking, eye-gouging adventure, a love saga, and a savage yet tenderly lyrical fugitive vision. Now, I'm not suggesting that I want the listeners to become you know, involved in money laundering or forging or the, joining the mafia, but the reason this is such a good book is um, it's a true story, and it just makes you realize the art of the possible if you really do have a vision and you get off your backside and you really make things happen. Because this guy has achieved more in one lifetime than most people achieve in five lifetimes. Um, when, I, when I first started reading it, I was on holiday with my wife and I was so excited. I got halfway through the book and I tore it in half down the spine <laughs> so she could start reading the first half whilst I finished the back half. It's, uh, 
it's an amazing book. Well, I ha I just ordered it, Stefan, with your recommendation. I love those kind of books where people, you know, overcome adversity, rise to the occasion, and create amazing things, which it sounds like it is. You've also got a new book coming out, and uh, at the time of the recording, it's not yet available, but you've offered to make it available to AESNation.com. Why don't you tell us a little about the book you're writing, and we'll have the link to get that at AESNation.com. Yeah, great. So uh, just for context, uh, listeners, this is not a work of literary excellence like, uh, like Shantaram. It's a very <laughs> simple book. Uh, it's called The Engaged Organization, uh, the organization you dream about. And the book takes you on a very simple and straightforward journey and sets out the steps that you can take to create an engaged organization. Um, it, it expands on the scorecard, uh, covers each of the five key aspects of an engaged organization, and highlights some really straightforward tips and steps that you can take to move your organization from where it is to being something that you love even more than you do right now. Well, and I, I got to tell you, I was with Stefan. I think we had about 30 people over a lunch presentation you made. And these are some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world. And we all said, you know, we want in. I mean, we want, you know, having the engaged organization. It's just, it's so valuable. So, you know, whether you're going to take him up on the survey or that, the tools, Take them up on the book for sure. See how you can do that. That's, you know, AES Nation is really a virtual mastermind that we have. And this is all of us coming together uh, to inspire each other for even more success. Stefan, I want to go to the next segment, which is app of the day. And on your smartphone, what are you recommending to your fellow entrepreneurs? Uh, this is really easy. Uh, it's an app called Say It, Mail It. And it does what it says on the tin. You hit the app um, icon. You then speak into the phone um, and say it. And then you hit mail it. And it sends a voice recording. Um, initially, you can set up a default, which is my um, very valuable assistant. Um, and you can also change the voice note for it to go to anyone that you want to. So for busy entrepreneurs that are often a little bit ADD, that want to get things done fast, and this is even quicker than typing an email. You can just quickly hit say it say it, and then you can mail it. It's a, it's a real-time saver, and it's, it's made a huge difference to me because it also enables you to really convey context as well as the content because you're able to. And all they do is they open up their email and they just hit the icon and it plays. It's super simple. Okay, and then let me go to the, the next segment, which are resources, uh, Stefan. And what I want to do is I want to pull up, let me pull that up, your website and uh, the engagement multiple dot uh, com multiplier dot com and tell us what they're going to see here yeah so that, the, the website's engagementmultiplier.com and what you'll uh, what you'll see there is um an outline of the engagement multiplier program but, but 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 probably more importantly there's a couple of things you can do there one in just a very short uh, just a few minutes you can as an entrepreneur take the online test for free to get your engagement score and we'll then, we'll then email that through to you. And you can also download an example of the Engagement Multiplier Report that shows the insight that um, we provide to uh, aspirational engaged organizations. So uh, engagementmultiplier.com, there's a very simple survey you can take to get your engagement score right there. Now, that's great. Let me, 
go to the last segment where I want to report what I've heard here. I'm walking away with, and there's so many of them. And you know, number one, I mean, big number one, is work is optional. You know, Stefan, you brought that up when you're the financial side. When I worked with so many of the successful entrepreneurs as a financial advisor here in Silicon Valley, that was my number one thing: is helping them arrange their financial affairs, the numbers, as you say, uh, so that work was optional. Most of them, almost all of them, didn't really want to stop working. They just wanted to know it's optional as Entrepreneurs, we all know when we have that feeling, that's just an amazing thing. Second, it's all about systems and processes. You get that client experience going, whatever it is, widget, professional service, and so on, then you want to scale it up. The third, and this is the big one, and it's, it's so big, is you want to build an engaged enterprise. You want to build an organization that really is your dreams. And the only way you can do that is to get fully engaged with your team. Stefan, I really appreciate the time you spent with us to, to show you know, how the, the entrepreneurs can do that, to make available the resources. You know, definitely go to asnation.com, get Stefan's new book, do the survey, and make sure you're, you're whole, not only are you engaged, you're the engaged leader, your senior team, your teammates, and ultimately your clients are. You've got to execute. Your clients and your future clients are counting on you. Wish you the best of success. Exceptional, remarkable breakthroughs. AESNation.com.